0: I'm doing great. I mean, um, no, I've been I really pulled most of my assets out of the market uh, a year ago, just ran to cash. And that proved to be a smart move. Um, Mm -hmm. I've I've been a big Bitcoin guy the last little while. I put a bunch of study into that because I just have been kind of freaked out of what's going on with, you know, fiscal policy with the money managers from government to Federal Reserve, central banks around the world. It's I just don't see accountability. I don't see good monetary policy there's no responsibility and so it's made me seek alternative um things for like hey guys like i don't like what you're doing at the top and you're picking favorites like when the bailouts come they're selecting who gets bailed out and and i'm not a huge fan of that so it's definitely impacted um what i'm doing as far as um investing and whatnot now but you know as long as this system goes on we you, you can't fight it or you'll get steamrolled so i've you know place my bets accordingly
1: well that 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 whole dissertation you just gave i wish we had recorded because that is we
0: have it recorded (laughs) oh
1: perfect good because that's a good segue into getting a conversation between the two of us because we're very like-minded so we can we can put we can put some texture onto that perfect
0: sounds good um i do want to just periodically maybe just plug um where people can find you. Um, Please. The uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Do you want your Twitter profile put, uh, put Twitter out there?
1: Twitter at Market Minute. Also really important for people to know, A, if they go to our website, marketgage.com, the pop-up that they see is my Outlook 2023, which actually has been extremely right on yeah. um, and covers a lot of the things that I know you wanted to talk about. And B is I write a daily blog Yes. Um and so uh, you know this is great ways for us to gain uh some exposure to the website and also uh, obviously have people buy into the um you know getting some of the free content that we Perfect. have.
0: Yeah that sounds great. No.
1: Yes and just so you know um I am very very um judicious about what I agree to do these mm. days because yeah. I am very busy. Sure. And um, I like you. I don't know oh, why, you. although you've already made me laugh, so that's always a plus. <laughs>
2: Um
1: But but I know you have a small follow, and yes. I thought, you know, I started out small, so um, it would just be fun to see if we can uh, actually increase the exposure a little bit. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's a win-win for both of us. Well, I okay. really
0: appreciate that. And
1: Oh, well, thank you. And I think part of the reason why I'm... I share so much well besides the fact that obviously social media makes it possible is my background in trading started out on the Kamai's exchange I was there in New York for 13 years which is a place obviously of intense business and huge money transaction Mm -hmm. but also a very very social environment because you're literally on top of many, many people every single day with a noise level that very high for the most of the most of the time, not always. Right. And you know, you kind of get to know somebody when they're spitting on your head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh.
1: Or you or you figure out what they had for lunch, if you know oh what I mean. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean this is this is this was such an intimate place to be. Mm-hmm. Um and I am so so happy and grateful that uh, this little girl from Queens, New York, who was a special education teacher, and I love teaching and I still love teaching, Mm -hmm. but got this opportunity to jump out of a little life into a very big life and was embraced by the community on the floor so readily. um, and. And I loved it. I took to it. Like, like like the first day I was there, I was like, oh my God, this where you know, this is amazing. Oh, nice. So so, you know, the 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 level of generosity of the people on the floor, which of course were primarily men, there were very, very few women. Right. But I never thought about myself like that. I just thought I'm here to learn to trade. The generosity of the men down there to help me accomplish that goal was incredible. And I'm yeah. talking about some really big names that would take the time, the legendary names, that it always stayed with me that whatever I could do for somebody else who was just starting out and really had a serious interest and a blooming passion for this, I would help. I mean, that's that's kind of what drives me.
0: Oh, that's a great story. I've never heard that before. I really appreciate that, and that really reflects well on you and your heart, especially the uh, part where you said, "Was it um, special needs, or was it?" Um... I
1: uh, I have a master's in special education.
0: Oh, wow! Oh, good and, for you.
1: And I, before I went down to the floor, I was working as a. a a consultant a reading consultant in harlem actually and um and i loved it i loved it but i wasn't making any money i mean it was at that that point in new york city special education teacher was I was getting paid $9,000 a year. Oh my gosh. And uh, I, I don't quite have your track record on divorce, but I was <laughs>
0: <divorced> <laughs>
1: at that point very young. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, it wasn't the kind of divorce where I was going to get any cash settlement because mm-hmm. it was sort of a, or more of an annulment. Right. So I had, I had a fend for myself. My father oh. and mother were, had no money. My father was a mailman. So, um, So it was really, uh, I had to leave the special education field because I didn't see my way to be able to support myself. Mm -hmm. But after I spent all those years on the floor, I actually went back into education for a period of time and I took the consulting to a whole other level. I became an inclusion specialist, which means I was being hired by school districts up and down the eastern seaboard to help them basically accommodate and modify whatever they had to all kids from any type of disability, whether it was just your garden variety learning disability to some really significant ones into the mainstream or into, you know, the, the general education environment. So I did that for, for a while. And then I wound up going back into uh, the markets full time, but I go back and forth, you know, I've always, Yeah. yeah. So, so the teaching and the, and, and, and the clarity of being able to wait, to see my way above the fray, because my God, and when you wanna put a kid with significant disabilities into general ed, there's a fray, oh, yeah. so I, yeah, I would have to rise above that, and I did rise above that happily. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so th- that's, these are all the things that mold me, the 14 years on the floor, obviously learning technical analysis because I was much physically smaller, yeah that most of the people down there, not that I'm a small person, but compared to most men I was, my sure. voice didn't carry, so I had to learn how to chart. obviously, I had to learn how to play nice with others. I learned how the fundamental and macro picture impacted. The most essential of things, which of course are commodities, so naturally this former commodities trader has been very happy over the last couple of years. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then I had to adapt to an equity situation. So I've kind of done it all, yeah, and in between, like you mentioned, I try to just enjoy my husband and uh, we raised our niece and there's grandkids and animals. No, nah, I just moved my 89-year-old mother from New York to live with us here in Santa Fe. So, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So it's been fun. But anyway, let's go back to your Fed question, because I, I, I was delirious almost in a sense today about the Fed, not for the obvious reason that everybody made money in buying, you know, the old throw the dart and it was going to go up theory, mm-hmm. but also because it actually fits so well into everything the 63 page document that i had put together which i called how to grow your wealth in 2023 right which was about the impending super cycle of commodities which of course people have disagreed with me saying we're going into disinflation but what about the fed and they're going to continue to raise and i'm saying exactly what all, everything you said to me in the very beginning of the conversation, which is, wait a minute, I don't trust the Fed to really be accountable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Their credibility has already been sinking anyway over the last few years. Um, the governments are just going to continue to throw money at people and yep. because they have to, because obviously people can't afford to pay for things they were able to afford before. We have social unrest because people are uh, realizing that whatever wage increases they've gotten, if they've gotten them, then uh, they're not matching the rate of inflation. We have major strikes going on in the UK today, in France. Uh, and I think eventually it'll trickle to this country as people realize, OK, so maybe I can afford, uh, you know, maybe my interest rate's going to stick around more like 4 to 5%. Um, but really, um, I still can't afford to eat because if you've noticed, food prices continue to go up. Sugar's rallied. Coffees yep. rally. Weed and corn and soybeans look like they're ready to take off again. Obviously, the cost of copper and steel and all of this is being reflected in the precious metals. So I was anticipating what I thought today was a huge misstep mm-hmm. by the Federal Reserve. Sure. And I was willing to take the pain for, for, for a more fiscal soundness, so to speak, of a higher hike today or at least more of a okay we've raised a lot we'll do a quarter but next month don't don't don't, don't be surprised if we see cpi or ppi or pce going up that we're going to get more aggressive he didn't say that right he what the market heard today was we're doing a quarter maybe we'll do another quarter we see inflation might be peaking out here but we're prepared just in case which means exactly what i wrote in my report they're being Reactive, not proactive, mm-hmm. and you couple that with everything else that's going on all over the world—the anti-globalism, the, the the rise of populism, uh, the, the the obviously the potential with China, and now the trade war that seems to be continuing on the chip space, the Ukraine, Russia—you know the money we've spent to send um, more weapons over there. Um, what's going on in the Middle East and the the recent strife between Israel and Iran and uh, you know I mean it just goes on and on and on and then you take the United States which has been really basically looking at everything in such a US centric way but yet we're not really as anti-globalist as people would like Um, and so especially under current administration I mean I think I'm not sure what our policies are (laughs) and I and, and this is not to say whether I'm a Democrat right. or a Republican for sure. or because I spent 13 years on the floor, literally not knowing who anybody voted for because mm-hmm. it was irrelevant. Right. All we wanted to do was make sure that we knew where we were in space and time in terms of whether it was trading gold or whether it was trading sugar or whether it was trading oil or Finex, which I eventually went to. <clears throat> and be prepared to catch the wave Mm -hmm. And so the wave that I was ready ready to catch is exactly the wave that came today. Because it wasn't just equities that rallied. Mm -hmm. It was also gold and silver and copper. And even though sugar and coffee uh, did not go as high as they were yesterday, they sold off a little bit. They've already shown that they've broken out of a base. And they closed right before the Fed meeting happened. So they didn't have the chance to see the dollar tumble. Right. Futures close early, right? Because they're mm. there. yeah. So um, so I was like, oh my god, I can't believe the Fed really actually did what I expected them to do because I don't believe that they really have the cojones to do what they need to do, <laughs> and I think we're we're in for uh, a lot of crap uh, down yeah. the road. So there you go
0: one of the things that i've heard you say which i hadn't heard a lot of uh other analysts or traders or anybody is the word stagflation mm-hmm. um can you give us a little brief description of that and your thoughts
1: on? okay well first I, I first i have to say give the caveat that all definitions have changed oh the isn't other... that true oh my yeah, gosh I, yeah so that so the, i start my my outlook with three words basically, or three groups of words. One is chaos. We're Mm -hmm. heading into chaos. Mm -hmm. We could, I could, it's almost like if you take a moment and just tap into the universe, there's a frenetic sense that you start to feel if you are a, you know, an uber sentient type being. Mm -hmm. Um, That's number one. Number two is square peg round hole. I feel like we are so, trying to stick everything into the same round hole, but yet we're a bunch of square pegs and that definitely includes definitions. You know, Mm -hmm. Last year, right? Recession, well, we're going to change the definition of recession. Sagflation classically means that you're seeing a a high unemployment and the economy has stopped and yet the prices of goods continue to go up. (sighs) Well, clearly the labor market, you want to talk about square peg round hole, it's probably one of the most convoluted interesting Uh, areas right now of the economy is what's happening with the labor market. And then the third thing that I say is hashtag looking for inflation in all the wrong places.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And so I think that that's what's happening here. So equities, commodities could go up at the same time, which we're seeing, but that doesn't necessarily reflect any real growth in the economy. We can already see the announcements of stock buybacks coming back. It's almost like, haven't these companies learned their lesson but no because the greed is palpable and if you can goose up meta stock by announcing I don't know how many billions dollars worth of stock buybacks they announced today on top of this like feeding frenzy of AI which will be the future but it's not going to grow us out of the economy right now it's not ready it's not mainstream it's not retail um that's what you're seeing and it's, so sure. it's like Wash, rinse, repeat. I, I, it's, it's almost, it's almost uncanny. Really, yeah,
0: it, it's <laughs> it's insane out there. Um, it's it's like spreading to all aspects of society. We're re- redefining words of all kinds. we I mean, mm-hmm. you mentioned the job market. We've changed the algorithm on what we even use to count, and yet we're still using those numbers to compare to past numbers, which doesn't make any sense because we're not comparing apples and to apples here, uh, we're comparing apples to oranges and, and that carries over into so many other, other aspects of uh, economics as well. So it's just, it's insane. What about, I know this, I, I, on
1: ahead. the If the Fed pause, if let's say the Fed really has pause or mm-hmm. what you're seeing many analysts say, they pivot. Right. Then the the, the 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 scene that we had from 2008 until 2022 where an extremely accommodative Fed actually helps because people can borrow it much less money and people start to do more things with that money, which in and of itself helps the economy grow. Well, first of all, the economy hasn't really grown all that great as far as I can see. Right. But secondly, you know, it's like almost like there's a there's a disbelief that. That uh, inflation can go to levels beyond what we can even imagine because in the seventies, which people like to compare including myself to as our last real period of inflation, mm-hmm. it was only impacting very few countries. Now you look at the list of countries who have increased inflation and it's global. Right. You just, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah, it's
0: definitely a head scratcher. I'm definitely in the pivot camp and Primarily because of these debt bubbles and the biggest being what I see are, you know, U.S. debt and what's going on with the Federal Reserve. And I don't see a way out of it. Uh, I mean, we can't tax people enough. We can't inflate it away, which is, you know, traditionally been ways we've overcome, you know, giant deficits like that. But Mm -hmm. I really can't see any other way. And once again, it just seems like we may have a bigger cycle like we had in um the last one and then COVID, and then what you know what are we going to do change we've changed the number from billions to trillions now what are we going to hit quintillions like it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me either you know it's just are we going to pick winners again like how is this next loop going to go because the numbers don't add up. Something's not, I mean, debt bubbles seem to me to be at all time. You, you name anything and it's at an all-time high as far as debt goes, you know, credit card debt, personal debt, student debt. It just the list goes on and government on Government debt, right, yeah. it does.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, and so, right. And so any, any, um, intelligent being has to question at what point does the bubble burst right and what i think the fed did and especially if they wind up pivoting you know they're they're just driving us closer to a a bubble but there are people who wrote about this bubble 10 years ago and Mm -hmm. then they've been wrong so this is why i i love to talk about this stuff and i think we're getting closer to that frenetic sense that i'm feeling Mm -hmm. but at the same time you have to think as an investor and of course you know i i hate the expression don't fight the fed but it happens to be true and if the fed wants to see how far the economy can go based on Relaxing the interest rate standards and ignoring inflation because they figure eventually the cycle will be over and uh, so be it. Let's make money buying stocks, but let's not forget to buy commodities. And that's where, again, my commodities trading Days uh, and not just me, Keith Schneider, who's my husband, but also was a. I went, met him on the floor. He was a big commodities trader. Jeff Bish, who's our president, also uh, on the floor, commodities trader. We all are salivating at the idea wow. <laughs> that. I mean today gold closed over 1960 an ounce, yeah. and yeah. people don't even think anything of it, and it's still cheap relative right, for sure. to inflation if you go back to the formula from 1980 right so you know yeah i mean i i i i think it's great to buy equities and mm-hmm. i think people should be prepared i always say it's not a matter of being right it's a matter of being prepared and i think people should be prepared that this can unravel quickly and you have to watch the high yield bonds for which sure. are Underperforming the long bonds, which mm-hmm. not only is a risk off, but also shows under the surface, this whole idea of recession hasn't completely gone away. Um, yeah. And even though the earnings uh, have been better, the fact is, people are going, oh, "Wait a minute! These earnings were great, and I guess my four hundred and one k looks a little bit better, but I'm still not getting any money out of the company I'm working for." So. Right. You know, it's just all of this. You just have to be mindful of it, and 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 I think this is a time when people have to be super creative and learn how to trade commodities and particularly precious metals. I've sure. been the one saying that I don't. I would not be shocked to see um, five thousand <laughs> in gold.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that, and I've been a I was a gold bug uh, going way back, and I I'm of the camp that gold is probably one of the things that's been manipulated too and kind of kicked down via paper gold and and whatnot. So I'm definitely a a fan of gold and have been for a while.
1: And you've got, you know, the whole idea of fiat currency. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. um, the dollar dropped fiercely after the Fed announcement. And a lot, again, a lot of analysts go, wow, that's so good for the market. But in an inflation environment where we're still depending on the pocket that you look in the economy at very high inflation numbers is that really good it just means that your dollar is going to buy a lot less right and in terms of the dollar being good for exporting goods you know we we still haven't necessarily become except for an oil and we've tapped out almost an exporting nation of goods we import everything and so it's like I mean, right? You again. Let's go back to scratch your head. But but yep. right yep. now, let's talk about right now. So in my outlook, I said that I had a target of forty two hundred in the SPX. I didn't think it was going to hit like the first month of the year, but okay, um, everything moves faster now. Yeah. And so why forty two hundred? Because if you look at a monthly chart, and I love when people say we're only two percent away from entering another bull market. These are all definitions that I i I toss out the door i i I don't buy them. I don't believe in them um because you have to look out at certain other time frames. So if you look at a tw- at a monthly chart, the s and p five hundred obviously broke down uh touched not quite touched an eighty month moving average, mm-hmm. but came came within a few hundred points of it, and then you know of course, we've had this huge rally um and the twenty three month comes in at forty two hundred. The 80 month moving average, which would mean more of a stagflation other than a uber recession, depression type of thing, is about a five or six year business cycle. That comes in at 3,200. And so that's why I think the 3,200 to 4,200 ish range is what we're going to have over the next year or maybe longer. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean we can't go to 4,300. I mean, it doesn't mean like it has to stop exactly at 4,200. But the fact that we've gotten over 4,100 so fast after today just tells me that the complacency and the fact that all of a sudden everything is a buy – um, just makes me a little bit uh, wary. I certainly wouldn't be a buyer, let's say much over 4,200. If anything, I would already be as we getting closer, very seriously thinking about taking profits if you're in equities. But I would say that if we get any kind of dip in the commodity space, and I, I haven't, we haven't even gotten a dip, I've been waiting for a dip in gold. Um yeah, that's that's where your opportunity is going to be as things unravel. So For I don't sure. see a deep recession. But like I said, I see a stagnation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I see a trading range. And I see a chaotic, frenetic situation where these sovereigns and these central banks now tomorrow's ECB. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be interesting to see what Lagarde winds up doing.
0: <laughs> Lagarde. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I just wanted to throw another plug in because you okay. had mentioned your Outlook uh 23. That can be found at marketgage.com. Um, it's a pop-out or it's backslash.outlook uh, after market gauge. You've mentioned so many exciting things. Um, I know you look at a lot of different indicators. Uh, you mentioned uh, JNK a lot. Um, I think you were even one of the people that threw out the yield curve inversion that happened like back before COVID back in 2019. But right now the yield curve is just I mean, I think the first half of all bonds are are paying more than five year and beyond. Like, it's just crazy world out there. What are your thoughts? You're saying no recession? Are you, what are you weighing in on that? Because traditionally, that's one of the big indicators is a yield curve inversion of a, a pending recession.
1: Well, well, we're not seeing that, are we? I no, mean, it's obviously, insane. <laughs> it goes back to the labor market. So right. I think I think it's the labor market you have to watch right now, and I would watch the high yield relationship to the long bonds. Um, Because if the long bonds continue to outperform, and they rallied today after the Mm -hmm. Fed meeting, obviously.
2: Um,
1: But if they continue to outperform, if people don't come in to buy the high yield, uh, high debt bonds, that's telling you that this whole frothiness right now is probably not going to be anything that's going to last too long. Um, And the labor market, uh, even though we have a three and a half percent unemployment, and by the way, of course, we have new numbers coming out what i thought was so interesting about the jolts report
2: mm-hmm.
1: was two two things one is the quitting rate hasn't really gone down two is the job openings obviously went way up particularly in the service areas and uh, and three is, you know, the wages haven't really gone up. And so what if you put it all together, what it's telling you is that if you want anything done for you by somebody to take the job to do something for you as somewhat of a service economy, which we have here, right. those people are either going to have to get paid if you want them to stick around. And if you want new ones, so you're going to have to pay them a lot of money. And it could be kind of what was happening in COVID, where people will take the money, work for a little bit and then leave again. We're in a new world. Yes. So um, I, 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 I just think that all of this means that the stagflation definition of you have to have higher unemployment is that it doesn't really reflect all these different areas of the employment and we're going to see labor participation numbers on Friday too. But the anticipation is, is that that too will probably, um, rise in terms of not as many people participating in the labor. Right. Um, We'll see. I don't know. So, so, so that's, that's kind of why I'm watching all that relationship here with the labor numbers, the inflation numbers, the uh the the wages uh and, and then of course the bonds because the bonds give you uh a real understanding of the um foundation right. of everything yeah. and 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 foundation is cracking a little how far it cracks we'll see
0: for sure well i know that uh the allotted time that we set we've exceeded a little bit but i need to ask you one more question if you don't mind go ahead because this is a bitcoin show i mm. just wanted to throw that out there and see your thoughts on bitcoin
1: well you know i i traded a lot of bitcoin i've traded oh, a lot you? of i oh, didn't know oh, that yo, sorry to yeah, interrupt oh, yes. you but that i'm sure yeah, well, go we, ahead. we have we have um uh, um a, a person in our company named Holden Milstein, he is. Um, he and the company developed an actual trading model called Crypto oh. Pulse. And right now, we've been long Avalanche. We've made 50% profit on that already. We're long Solana, which obviously took off after the Fed meeting today. Um, you know, we've traded in and out of a lot of different things and a lot of the different the altcoins. And I happen to have a conversation with him today about this because what i find interesting what i've talked about on the media is i'm i've made i have a my mo- economic modern family which by the way you can also find on the website we don't have time to get into but it's really sure. one index which is the russell 2000 and six sectors the newest one being Bitcoin. And I call it a teenager because it obviously is a teenager in terms of how long it's yep. been around. But it's like a teenager in that it's still trying to figure out what it what its relationship is to the overall economy. Right. So right now it's been a, a risk on asset uh, because obviously when interest rates were going up, Bitcoin didn't perform well. And let's take out all the other bad press that happened and now today obviously well it already started to show signs of life in anticipation like the market did that the fed was going to be dovish Mm -hmm. and then of course it rallied after so he says holden i looked at a chart today and there's an interesting wedge on the chart with a monthly close uh over 24 500 being very bullish but he feels that, um, and I agree with him, that uh in that what we really want to watch out for is when does Bitcoin depart as a risk-on, risk-off uh asset? Right. And we go back to the debate that we had two years ago: gold versus Bitcoin. Well, it's an inflation hedge because it proved <laughs> out not to be so much of an inflation hedge, right? Right. But I still think that that possibility is real and could happen, Mm -hmm. especially, again, going back to fiat currency. I mean, obviously, they've been trying to regulate this thing, the government, and it seems like they can't really figure out how. And there will always be a loophole around that. But yeah, I would say that um, right now you have to be bullish, but just Mm -hmm. like the overall equities market, you have to be cautious because if the Fed comes out in the next meeting, go, whoa, we made a mistake and we're going to go up 75 basis points again, Bitcoin will fall. The market Mm -hmm. will fall and even gold and silver and everything else will fall. The difference is. Is that if there are other things going on that interest rates can't control, like you know everything we just talked about—social unrest, geopolitics, uh, supply supply issues, mother nature issues—because you know obviously these things grow um, or mine, um, then you know we could see that great departure once again where commodities continue to go up and the equities go down, and then we'll see where Bitcoin. What Bitcoin does in all of that is Bitcoin going to continue to be interest rate sensitive? I'd like to say at some point no it won't but i it's not there yet
0: right i have a ton to say on that but uh (laughs) i will refrain so yeah another time well we can do Um, this
1: again yeah that sounds
0: great i'm so okay I, i just get so excited talking and listening to you it's just it's it's terrific um once again hit us with uh where we can find you um and your uh outlook 2023 location
1: Okay. Well, one thing I didn't say is I wrote a book called Plant oh, Your Money Tree,
0: nice. a guide
1: to growing your wealth, which talks about my economic minor family, but talks about phases using weekly moving averages to understand where price is and risk reward and all of that good stuff. It's a, it's a very easy to read book. Lots of anecdotes in that. Number two is my Outlook, which you can get on our site, marketgage.com. It's free. I did a lot of research. I spent a month. I took six weeks off the media so that I could write this book. Wow. Uh, or I should say ebook. And, uh And then marketgage.com itself. I write a daily blog called Mrs. Daily. Uh, weekly we do a, a thing called Outlook. Which is uh, really basically gives you the benefit of our big view indicators, which are really our tools that measure market breadth. Everything from r- ratios, ratios like you know the gold to the S and P, or the wood to the gold, or the junk bonds to the TLTs, or what merging markets are doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you get a. It's a, we we give a lot of free content because we're committed to education. Um, And the other thing I want to mention is that we also have a registered investment advisory company called mgamllc.com. So if you want to find out more about that, and we're also involved in fintech because we're doing a a partnership with TACTIVE Wealth, which is basically uh, automated trading for you. So you give them money and they trade our models and it's all done automatically with the right risk rewards and the right position sizing, et cetera, et cetera. So we're uh, we're kind of all over the map uh yeah. market minute is my twitter handle i um, okay. but i'm also on instagram i'm also on linkedin i'm also on facebook you know and everywhere
0: <laughs> <laughs> very nice well i definitely appreciate you uh taking the time to have this talk and i have enjoyed it and and gotten a lot out of it and i'm i know um a, a bunch of my listeners will do the same so Uh, Thanks again, and uh, have a great evening. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Lauren. It was so much fun to get to know you. And also, I love talking to somebody who thinks the way I do.
2: (laughs) Yes.